On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk about the next music genre, goth, psycho, vampire wannabe. Woohoo! We're also going to learn how you can actualize your inner monster at our new self-help seminar, The Dracula Within. Let's do this. episode of devil's trap podcast we're going to talk about season four episode five monster movie i'm I'll diana and is <laughs> do not smash wait that's not how that song goes okay whatever sorry guys um, the monster we, 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 mash. he did the mash he did the monster mash so hello from orlando florida Ooh, it is so sexy in my room diana can see this really fantastic black wall or blank wall behind me that looks like i'm doing a kidnapper proof of life video but it's fine yeah it's great oh so how have you been um i had a great weekend uh well we went i actually went i went and saw bands which what? is you know uh, i went and saw bands i went and saw uh goddamn gallows and who's like a billy band and i went and saw and bridge city centers played mm-hmm. and then i drank a lot and then i was hungover all saturday to pretty kill pretty much kill my weekend until i had to put things in suitcase and come to the fabulous fabulous orlando (gasps) during spring break (laughs) during spring break oh my fucking god Um, i have never been so here is your advertisement for clear um so you be clear you want to sponsor go for it uh i have never been so grateful to have clear as to step into an airport at six o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning during spring break. And holy shit. Like, and I'm kind of like, so the way, like for those of you who don't travel a lot, this is something you need to know. If you have an early flight and it's something like spring break, your lines are going to be ridiculously long because TSA does not open until 5.30. So you have the backup of everybody who got in there before you that is waiting to get into those lines, plus all the other people who are coming in, which is how you get a two to three hour security line, which is why you should have clear because an Austin pre-check doesn't mean anything anymore because everybody and their goddamn grandmother has pre-check. But I also enjoy all the people who are just flabbergasted by this and then try and bring me into the conversation. Like, can you believe how ridiculous this is? Or like, can I believe that you don't have clear? Okay, whatever. Bye, bitch. Like, like, I don't have clear, Liz. I just have my pre-check and my global entry. I'm gonna have to get clear now. Fuck. Yeah. So we're on, this is also like people like, be nice to the people who are taking you places. So uh, mm-hmm. I parked at my shuttle and the shuttle was picking up other people in there. And there was this family who were like, we're going to miss our flight. Can't you leave now? And they're yelling at the shuttle driver. And I'm like, why didn't you get here early, bitch? Like, how is it the shuttle driver's fault that you were late? Fuck off. Like, I was so mad. I was 
just like, no, no, no. You can't talk to people like this. Quit being an asshole. And now in the airport, like at the Southwest Airlines, like counters, there's a picture of like a grandmother and she's got a, like her wagging finger out. And she's like, I raised you better than this. Stop acting like this. I'm like, we're at this point that the airport has like an angry grandmother. She's shaming, shaming grandmother signs. Oh, my God. Yeah. People, stop it. Quit being don't be assholes. A don't be don't a dick. Be a di- don't be a dick. So, but I mean, I was fine. I was sitting there and drinking my smoothie while I watched like all these people like go through. And then of course my flight was delayed because whatever America, yeah. like you can't make things go on time. No. But now I'm That's here exciting. for a giant conference full of, full of people. And I'm joyous things about my work. Yay, people. And how was your weekend? What fun things did Diana uh, do? I uh, I decided to go spend a little time in Houston, Texas, which I think we discussed that people that's not usually high on people's list last week. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had a great time. So Rodeo Houston is is a huge deal. It's a legacy rodeo. It's weeks long. They have rodeo activities every night, followed by now live music every night for the last for years. They've been doing that. Um, everybody from like. Gwen Stefani to Keith Urban to, you know, is play journey fucking plays this thing. Right. And, um, I happened to obviously I work in the music industry. And so, um, I'd heard the great band about a show, which ended up going public and it, uh, was Bun B's Houston takeover. And if you are not a rap or hip hop fan, Bun B and Pimp C had a legacy hip hop group called UGK short for underground Kings and uh, Pimp C is deceased. Rest in peace. But we, um, <laughs> so, um, but Bumby oh, is like, of those Diana also did like the chest. I did the chest up on that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I had to, um, but Bun B is like really, really respected, not only in the in the rap community at large across the country and in the uh, and in um, in the Houston music scene. He's really big on like philanthropy. He's just really well known and respected in his city and pulled in all of his friends that are have ties to Houston in the hip hop world across the country to come and do this. Uh, special performance and it was um as of that date that was friday the 11th it was the highest attended uh houston rodeo concert this year at about se- just shy of seventy four thousand attendees Woo! so it was one of the longest lines i've ever stood in to get in a concert i think actually ever it was a re- it was bonkers but it was a massive stadium uh, everybody was dressed to the nines best people watching fucking ever best people watching people telling you and i hear it's like that every night people dress the fuck up for rodeo um it was just like really cool because it was just it was the weather sucked so we didn't spend a lot of time walking around the fairgrounds because there's like a whole fair around it too i do do love a rodeo fairground yeah and but we got a trill burger which is bun b's hamburgers a smash burger they make so i got trill burger and then we went into the show and had and they it was because houston based they have carbock brewing there so they had good beer and we were drinking ranch water but you know yeah and then uh, yeah yeah and then they've got like i mean it was like full-on rodeo like two hours of full like at, well, every event including mustard, mutton busting which i know Liz Woo-hoo, loves. Mutton yeah. barrel racing they did you know, oh, like I love half tie, yes and they did like half tie they did all of it uh it was just really short because it was like a semi-final so it was like just short ones of each one and then uh they have this incredibly impressive stage that rolls out into the middle of the rodeo dirt like right there yep. And just right there, they do. And it's like these, all these, it's a five pointed star, and like all the star points come up and move up and down. It was super fucking impressive, well orchestrated. Uh, Chameleon Air showed up and they did Riding Dirty. Paul Wall was there. Um, 
uh, Toby and Wigby is really amazing artist out of Houston that him and his wife are really good, talented. And, um, and I don't know. Yeah. Some other rappers. Diana, also, yeah. I like hip hop too. Sorry. Yeah, guys. So Diana and I have range. We like it all. Well, we like, a lot of things. But no, I do not, well, like, not it. like it. All. I say not like it. All. There's a lot of things I fucking hate, but yeah. Yeah. So no, it was, and it was, it was like a special, it was just, here's my, here's my sappy point. It was, it was technically it was Black Heritage Night as well, but uh, it was a really cool experience to see all these people dressed up from all walks of life because they were there. Some people were there for rodeo. Some people were there for the concert, you know, and everybody was fucking happy. And that was just cool to be in a room with that many people and everybody's smiling and dancing and probably getting a contact high because there was a lot of weed in that place. And it was just like everybody was dancing and smiling. And that was just a cool vibe. Like the positivity off the charts, which was, you know, so I'm just, it's good to be around yeah. that. And sometimes we don't get that that often, especially <laughs> not between those two crowds. So, so yeah. So yeah, that was my big weekend. I got to explore the city a little bit more on Saturday and just go to some places. I had some lovely tour guides and uh, some dear friends and uh, one, of, one of which I happened to work with as well, but you know, ate good food, bopped around the city, saw some cool stuff, went to the oldest bar in Houston, which is called La Carafe. And then, uh, yeah, call it that. Now I get ready for another week of music, another big music event this week. So I'm on my countdown for a luck reunion at Willie Nelson's ranch. Yeah. So uh, this weekend, for those of you who are unaware, is also this week is a South by Southwest music festival. Um, so Diana will be coming down to Austin to go to some events and I will be running away from Austin as fast yeah. as I can to be the fuck away from all that shit. Well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm actually going to do any South by events at this point. I yeah. think I'm just going to go to luck and that's outside of Austin proper by a long shot. It is just a sold out festival though, but it's outdoors. Yeah. I also didn't notice the Austin airport had a lot of south they have official south by uh merch, remember, merch for sale and i was like oh, i can just yeah. buy a shirt and be like cool south actually their shirts were pretty cute i was like well i would wear that I'm not going to that but <laughs> but yeah so there we go that's yeah, also, one of my friends is doing the security at Luck Reunion, uh, oh, which yeah. is, you know, really funny because it used to be like one day and now it's like extended so far because so well, many people. Luck but Reunion also, itself is still just one day, but they do stuff at Luck Ranch. Yeah. Uh, but, they did, but they added a lot more programming for sure. But I, I love the way he described it is Willie Nelson just wants to sit in his house and play guitar. And I was like, is yeah, if I was Willie Nelson, that is what I would want to do as well. Like I've got this great ranch and I just, you can come see me bitches. And I think that is like the, the icon and don't die Willie Nelson ever. Uh, So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What are you drinking? I am drinking a fat tire uh, because that is what I grabbed at the bar downstairs. Okay. I, uh, I don't know what this is called. It was some, it's a, it's a red, you know, noir from Aldi that, that's supposed to have like less sugar. So you don't get as much of a headache. So we'll see. I don't have too much of a problem. Usually when I just have one, so I'm not really worried about it. I just low on wine. That's what I got. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. Is this a, is this a problem that you're trying to address? You're like, no, I just had this wine and it's, fine. <laughs> it's, it's as Dave described it, uh, babe, excuse me. It's like, inoffensive yes it is it's inoffensive an inoffensive line which is what more can you ask for you know there you go 
So uh, let's talk, talk about this about- super fucking cool episode. Yeah. So I was very excited for you to watch this one because I, I'm sure it was completely unexpected, like when it started. Uh, so monster movie, uh, this was season four, episode five. It first aired in October 16th, 2008. It was directed by Robert Singer and was written by Ben Edlund. So some of our favorites, which is why this was really cool. But I mean, I want to know like your first thought of when the, the credits roll. Like, were you like, what the hell is happening? I was like, oh, this is fun. And I was like, I'm sure it won't last very long. They're going to go to, you know what I mean? Like you see somebody like, oh, it's a cute intro. Okay, yeah, they did that. They're going to stop doing this now. No, they don't stop. It's all black and white. They don't. They all start. Yeah, it's a monster movie. Well, you know what I mean. Like they, like a lot of times when they do a show like that, they'll like okay, yeah. the intro starts and they'll transition to normal. And it's like no, no, they committed. They cool. committed. Like even cool. at the end, like we would expect, yeah. like oh, we whole, get the last whole, part and, was like, ending yep. and all the ending, all the ending credits too. Same thing. Uh, that was cool that they just did that. They, like they were like this. This isn't just the beginning shtick. This is we're doing this. I thought it was cool. Yep, we're in. Yep. So we start off with like my note is like a very black and white themed intro. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, baby driving into Pennsylvania, but there's lightning and the sign kind of flashes to Transylvania. Yeah. It is also a very stylized sign. And I love the lettering on the Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, yeah, you make Pennsylvania look pretty cool. Like I live there. It's not that cool. Um, Yeah. And so Dean is so the Impala is just driving down this dark road. And Dean's really excited about this weird case they're going to with a quote, a dead Vic with a nod on neck, body drained of blood and a witness who swears up and down. He was a vampire. Yes. And Sam's not totally sold. He's like, uh, the world's ending and we're going to do a vampire case. And Dean's like, yeah, a good old monster hunt. It's straightforward, uh, straightforward black and white case. It's a clever line. I was like, oh, he said it. He said it. Um, so, yeah, so they're in, uh, Oct- it's an Oktoberfest in this town in Pennsylvania. And it- they're... Okay. Yeah, so polka music is playing, and this Oktoberfest is sponsored by 97.2 Rock FM, classic rock that really rocks. And also on the side, it says it features live music by the Happy Schnapps combo, which if you're going to be a polka band, happy be the schnapps. Happy Schnapps combo. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they're in, so the, our brothers are in suits, um, and uh, they're talking about um, a new movie, and I think. Which I didn't catch so, the movie. Yeah, it, was. it was. I was like, very confused. Dean wanted to see the new Raiders movie. Yeah. And Sam said he saw it while he was in hell. And I was yeah. like, so it's 2008, and that could only mean the Crystal Skull. So Dean, oh, it is probably yeah, yeah, a fine. really fine. good you, idea you, that you, you missed you this. Missed it. You're fine. confused. They're like, like, what do you mean a new Raiders? Like, so you forgot about that movie, and good. You awful. should forget about that movie. I don't know if I've ever actually made it through the whole thing. Like, I, I think I've tried to watch it a few times and always fall asleep. Yeah. But then they find big pretzels. And damn, they are big pretzels. They are. Oh, yeah, I almost ordered that today. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, and they introduce them. Sometimes <laughs> Yay, big pretzels. And then they introduce themselves to the local sheriff as a- agents Angus and Young. At some point, somebody has to be like, well, classic rock that really rocks. But yeah. I'm like, how do you not know who Angus Young is? And like, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Angus Young is, fuck you. How do you not know who Angus Young is? Liz, that is not nice. That's what Google so? said. I'm just kidding. Um, 
Yeah. So the sheriff's like, all right, come on, takes him to the morgue. And there's, you know, they've got the body of a 26 year old girl and um, the sheriff's so, so compassionate. He's like, yeah, the last thing this town needs is, uh, is this during peak tourist season? <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. Like, wow, you sound like a nice guy. Um, but she does have two holes in her neck and they're like, uh, is this, you know, there's like, could it be a vampire? And the sheriff goes on a thing about uh, a Satan worshiping and rice um fan and it was just really no, Satan, Satan worshiping and rice reading gothic psycho vampire wannabe and I'm like there yeah that's everything I aspire to be although oh. I would like to read less and rice because well I rest rest in peace and rest you don't get your chest got now you get your chest pat too there you go yeah you were a terrible author but I loved your stories yeah. uh yeah so they gotta go find this quote-unquote unreliable witness named Ed Brewer <laughs> which by the way is a funny name and we'll get to that clever naming in a minute but um so we get to we're at the the tavern at the Oktoberfest and of course Dean's they got a flirting thing going on with Jamie the bartender uh and she doesn't really seem to buy that he's a fed because they're playing off their feds obviously here to investigate and he gives like this really lame like super fucking lame douchey speech about being a maverick so yeah he rough. but also so 2008 was that the maverick time was that the john uh mccain was that the the race Ooh, i think it was that would have been 2007 so, yeah, so that, that makes or, sense uh, it, yeah two, yeah yeah, yeah eight, so, in there that's hilarious i didn't even piece that together okay so um but over in the bar as well is good old ed brewer and he is obviously intoxicated and has a giant beer stein and so big and i'm like yeah. how like in the giant beer science and granted you know it's been a, i don't know if I've ever actually like i remember as a child like some of those being around the german areas of texas but does your beer get flat like that's like a really big beer like how do you know. i mean maybe they drink I don't like like I and it's like a pain like uh, that's why i don't even like i barely like, how, tall like boys that is taller than me right? and it gets blah uh, but I mean, was- also like as a short person with T-Rex arms trying to like <laughs> trying maneuver. To, and you have to like open the top of it too. Well, like that's yeah. a whole thing. Like that seems like a lot I would work. spill that beer all over me. Like Absolutely. I think I, maybe someone needs to do the history of beer signs and explain to me why they're a fucking thing. But yeah. okay. But um, I like that his name is Ed Brewer and he drinks uh, a lot of beer. Uh, oh, see. Anyways, uh, but he's like, yeah, I told the cops everything, but no one believes me. And I told the truth and now everything's I'm a joke. And they're like, no, we've got experience with strange stuff, so it's fine. And so Ed's like, all right, it was after midnight. I was walking through the park home like I do every day. And I thought I saw this couple making out, but she was actually struggling and he was biting her neck. And so they asked, like, well, what did he look like? And he's like, like a vampire. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a painful conversation. I'm sorry. I'm just like, okay. Uh, and they asked for more. He's like, yeah, fangs, slicked back hair, cape, the medallion thingy with the ribbon. And he's like, Dean's like, like Dracula? He's like, yeah, right down to the accent and does a terrible vampire accent. Well, uh, 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 uh. Oh, so yeah, we over the shoulder. Uh, we then see the um, the bartenders talking. So we've got Jamie, the bartender, talking to her friend Lucy. And Jamie's like, "Look, I don't think Ed's crazy. I think he's just weird." The other bartender's like, "Yeah, that's because he tips you like uh, really well." And she like blots her lipstick and leaves. Yeah. Um. So, and this is where I will say, as my non-spoiler, was that 
I was like, this is a really like overt close up of this chick blotting her lipstick. And I usually wouldn't necessarily note that, but they made sure you noticed that she was blotting her lipstick. Yep. And do we ever get to why she's blotting her lipstick? No, but that's okay. I, I just, that's what I don't it's understand. Just, I'm like, it's a mark. It's, I mean, it's, it's just a like a mark. And it's a thing. And I'm like, so, but th- this, it has nothing to do with anything. And I'm like, no. okay. Cool. She, she at least she's taking she's taking care of her she's lipstick. Just very yep. concerned about her lipstick um, saturation. So um, Dean's like, "Oh, Jamie, I need a beer," and she makes a joke about him drinking on duty. Um, but, but he's like, whatever. "I'm off duty now." Yeah. And so Sam walks up, and he notices right away though the blotted lipstick, and kind of like looks at the napkin real weird. So um, Which, why would you look at that weird? People blot lipstick all the time. I don't get it. No, it's just odd. Um, but so Dean has concluded that the killer is also a goth psycho vampire wannabe. Yay. Yep. Yeah. I think I need that oh on my a God. shirt. Like okay. I would totally wear a goth psycho vampire wannabe on a shirt. Yeah, that's all right. Um, and so Sam's like, yeah, but that means it's not our kind of case. And Dean's like, well, who cares? You know, the room's paid for. It's Oktoberfest. We got beer and bar wenches. And Sam's like, mm, I don't think they like being called winches. So Dean yells, bar wench. And Jamie delivers a beer. Um, you know, and honestly, if all the things that you call a waitress, bar wench is probably the least offensive. Like, I would probably mm-hmm. be okay with being called a bar wench. Yeah. So um, then Dean goes in this really gross, like, weird speech <laughs> about how when he came back from hell, this was so gross and weird. <laughs> Right? Am I wrong? You're wrong. I think it's hilarious. Oh, uh, a whole I don't think about, I don't, I don't uh, think he's serious. That's why I think it's funny. He's just being grossed, but not. Yeah. I don't think it's as douchey as he has been. So the theory is like all his scars and everything have cleared up, which sounds fantastic. I'm right? Like, okay, I don't like want little, to, like, and it's like well, broken hell. fingers are straight and all that. Yeah. Because I'm like, can you take care of my stretch marks? Like, if I go to hell, like, does my tummy just like go back to where it was? And like, I don't have to worry about my thighs having stretch marks anymore. This would be fantastic. But I mean, 200 years or however long he was in there being tortured, stretch marks. I don't know. It's a toss up. Um, yeah, I think I thought it was only a few months. <laughs> Time passes differently in hell. It does pass differently in hell. Anyways, yeah. I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, but so now that because of that, he believes it carries over to the fact that he is a virgin now. Yep, and he he, all, he has been rehymenated, which also you don't have a hymen, and that is also not proof of virginity. Which is you know, yes. hey guys, get get on this. This is please don't use hymens as proof of virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, Sam's like, all right, Dean, fine, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah, it was just weird, and so. Dean hits on Jamie and she's like, nah, I promise I'm going to go with my girlfriend tonight and you have to try again tomorrow because what type of bar wench would I be if I went out with you the first night you asked me out? Which is kind of funny. Yeah. And she's got standards, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, anyways, and she's like, well, he's like, well, um, are you, he tells her, he's like, no, we're leaving town because this isn't kind of our, our the case isn't going to work out for us. She's like, oh, is it too weird? He's like, no, it's not weird enough. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. But then so, it's not weird enough, but we're going to cut to a full wait, moon. There's more. Which is actually like when I was driving to the airport on uh, whatever day I came here, it was very early and there was like a gorgeous full moon like in front mm. of like the clouds and it looked just You're like, like oh, I need a wolf howling. 
And there's a couple making out in a small car and a wolf howling. And this is Anne Marie and Rick. And uh yeah and guy, fuck this guy this guy's a dick <laughs> yeah fuck this guy totally because she's getting freaked out and like tries to stop making out with him a couple of times and he's like gives like some story about like how if you don't get the stuff out of him regularly it'll back up and cause medical problems mm. yeah chicks like has this slide ever worked on you like we went to health class man we all had the same fucking health class and not in like even in seventh grade health where they're like semen has to exit a man's body or he'll die and like yeah you should fucking die or go see a doctor if that is happening and your your semen backs up and then you like explode yeah you should probably go get that checked out man you got got something wrong you don't need to get laid you need to go to the doctor yeah that's it so there's a shadow creeping up to the car and he's like, there aren't any wolves in Pennsylvania. And then a wolf man grabs him through the window. And I'm not sad. And neither are you. No, not at all. So we, we cut to Anne-Marie loudly drinking through her straw as she sits with our brothers to speak to them about what happened. And she has and, bitchin' hair. Like, her hair is really good. She's got great bangs that I'm so jealous of because I can't get those because I don't have that thick of hair. No, she is. And she's I'm super like, cute. oh, yeah. And then I was like, that big gulp looks really good. But it was a mega, it was a mega big. And then they were, like, showing the giant pretzels again. So apparently my notes are a lot about the pretzels. And I think I was really hungry when I was watching this. Because I'm like, oh, damn. But also, like, pretzels are always good yeah that's true giant everybody likes a giant pretzel but yeah and she's like yeah no it was like a werewolf like from the old movies and so uh and that ripped rick into pieces and so back in the morgue okay wait wait, wait. so when she describes a werewolf she was like yeah you know furry face in the black nose and i'm like well that just sounds adorable he just sounds like a puppy (laughs) oh and he also has had the torn up pants and shirt which i'm just yes. like that is that is the cutest werewolf ever like i would have been like can we be friends like come here boy come here boy <sighs> oh, so back in the morgue sam and dean are like first dracula now a movie wolf man what the fuck and so they opened they didn't say what the fuck that's me i'm living but <laughs> they were um, puzzled <laughs> they were they were puzzled um they open the body bag and they're both kind of gasping and saying like damn because apparently there's bite marks to the bone and like this guy is like fucking destroyed yeah like, they're pulling out just like, like, like little, entrails little like little pieces. tiny pieces <laughs> Woo. and but the heart's still there which is a telltale sign that it was not an actual werewolf Woo. what does this mean and then the sheriff walks in and it's like we found fibers on the body and we've already got them back from the lab and they were canine wolf what lab do you have that's getting this back that fast? It's probably impressive. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, for a small town in fucking Pennsylvania, y'all have a pretty good lab that like right? was able to analyze. Like you were CSI came out there, ripped the hairs off the, the, the morgue body, sent them off, had them analyzed. And we're like, we are conclusive. This is canine a la wolf loop like lupus loop lupinus. I, uh, I whatever yeah, that one. scientific word for lupus or no that's a disease okay whatever yeah. they were like like i don't know loopyish i don't loopyish yeah. is there um yeah so uh dean thinks they have stumbled onto a midnight showing of dracula meets wolfman and this is like one of the first like kind of things that we we start noticing about these things that are happening that are starting to point towards a more hollywood type uh, uh, of mm-hmm. being Yes. And they're like, and werewolves don't grow wolf hair. So that's kind of weird. But then, uh, and then Jamie. So werewolf, what hair do they grow? 
don't know, but apparently it's not wolf. That's all. I mean, I is it just that. like your hair that grows out, so you just have like your own like thicker like? It's just like you really need to get waxed. Like, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting oh my God. too because they grow hair. Yeah. Yeah, TMI for the podcast world. So Whoa. when I went out on Friday, like it had been so long since I left my house that my armpit hair was soft. <laughs> so oh that's God. apparently we do grow. Like I think that's what werewolves are. They're just like me after not leaving my house for like a few weeks, and it's just like this armpit hair. Oh, just flowing, <laughs> just flowing, Blow, blowing in the wind. <laughs> <Blowing in the wind. laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, yeah. Um, Jamie's feeding them beer and Dean giant fu- beers. Yeah, giant. giant beers. Well, also they Fucking have like smaller beers. beers, and then she brings like these massive ones. I'm like, unless it's that Lone Star Frosty, that Lone Star with the Frosty mm. mug that you love. Like, I can't. Like, even that's not that huge of a, no. a mug of beer. No, that's hard to do. Yeah. So, but she's like, they figured out. Basically, she figured out that they're stuck in town because this case got weirder. And she's like, here's some beer, and I get off at midnight. And uh, and we see Lucy blotting her fucking lips again and reading a movie magazine. Oh, I miss that she was reading a movie magazine. Uh, so, and Jamie finally like agrees to have a date with Dean yes. at midnight. At Ooh, midnight. midnight. Ooh. And, uh, and then Dean asks Sam if Dracula can turn into a bat. Because that would be cool. Bat! Have y'all, bat! Heard the, have y'all heard the terrible, terrible joke about the, not joke, but just like reference about um, uh, Pat, uh, Robert Pattinson? Like, well, apparently vampires can turn into bats because Twilight and now Batman. Yeah. Oh, Edward. Yeah. Sad word. Yeah. Then um, uh, Dean gets a really nice beer sash. He does. It's kind of adorable. Yeah. And then we cut to the Cannonsburg Museum of American History with a lot of lightning. And a security yeah. guard on the phone, and he seems very confused about a giant Egyptian sarcophagus of some kind that has been delivered, was found on the loading dock, so he brought it inside. He's like, yeah, there's no info. I don't know what's going on. What, whose is this? Are we expecting it? And he turns around, and the lids come off, and a mummy has come out of the sarcophagus and uh, climbs out and chokes him. Yeah, I also have it's a mummy, and then I have holy mother crap. Was that a line in the show, or did I just write holy mother of crap? <laughs> I really hope that was a line. It wasn't just like was line. I was very tired when I was writing when I was holy watching this mother episode. of crap. <laughs> okay. And he unloads on it and it does nothing. Yeah. Also, security out. guards with a gun. That's kind of weird, but okay. It's just a different license. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then the mummy chokes him to death. Bomb. Yeah. So, um, ma'am, so we've got the crime scene team there and the brothers are there too. And then Sam finds uh, a tag on the sarcophagus and it's a fucking prop house in Philly. So it's not real. It's, it's a movie prop. And he has a tiny bucket of dry ice. This is a tiny does. little bucket little t- of dry ice. Bucket. And I was like, that is the cutest bucket ever. And Sam's <laughs> just like, this is this stupid. Is stupid. <laughs> that made me so happy by the way because like i don't think like they've dealt with some ridiculous shit before and sam's usually pretty empathetic or he gets upset in the fields and pounding just be like this is stupid (laughs) like like he had no other possible reaction Uh, fair sam fair yeah so Dean has a whole ask to go meet Jamie because he's late. So we cut to Jamie because we know this is bad news now, right? Because we know there's something going on and Jamie's going to be alone after work. Oh, no. 
So uh, she's walking around. She's like, wait for a minute. She's like, fuck it. And she starts walking and you hear like, I have a flapping wishing sound and it's Dracula. 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 Good Good evening. All right. So this is where we would have had. I had an original. Uh, I had something planned for Laura here, and we are going to have Laura here. Uh, so you probably would. So we are yeah. having Laura. So okay, we are having Laura. But originally, my plan was to go to the uh, the universe because I'm in Orlando, and all of these monsters are very much taking off of the Universal Studios monsters. Mm-hmm. And there is a classic monsters cafe, and I had plans to go there and like go eat their food because they're all like they're themed, but not themed well. Like there is so the mummy combo is vegan, and it's slow cooked jackfruit with crispy onions and crunchy slaw and a Kaiser roll. I'm like, okay, so mummies are vegan. They have a, a mummy platter. Is that supposed to look like the jack- wrappings? Is that what it is? It's supposed to look like the wrappings? Sure. Sure. I don't know. I didn't get to eat it because my feet hurt really bad. I didn't want to go to Universal Studios because it's yeah. spring break and fuck that. Uh, yeah. They also have like their vampire combo is ten- like pulled pork with barbecue sauce on a pretzel roll, which does sound delicious, but I guess the barbecue sauce is what makes it vampire-y. Um, and they also have a Franken mac and cheese. Oh, and they have French fang fries in a swamp coleslaw and a gory green salad. Oh, and coughing swamp corn. coleslaw. Swamp coleslaw. I don't know. And they, a, and they have a phantom apple cobbler and a crypt cookie. Um, crypt I would cookie. order. Yeah, is that like uh, is that like a? <laughs> I'm gonna say something gross. Is that a goth? A goth chicks crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that is really gross. I you know, like I can't. You okay? Sometimes it's you. Uh, and so it, that is actually a <sighs> s'mores chocolate chip cookie. Okay, which no, delightful. Um, so yeah, that was what I was going to do, and then I got really tired and didn't want to go to Universal. So instead, um, I pulled something out of my butt that I've been sitting on for a while, and <laughs> that is the tale of the vampire killers. Um, so this, it was timely. I pulled it out because a lot of this takes place in Florida and also near where I am. So we're going to take you back to a time that apparently isn't fashion because I saw this in some crappy entertainment show today. The nineties are back, baby. And we've been saying this for a while because we know bucket hats like that. As soon as I saw a bucket hat, I was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to rip out my shell toes, which, yeah, I mean, I still have shell toes, whatever. Fuck off. Like they're cute shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we're in 1990s and we're going to start off in uh, Kentucky and with a guy named Rod Farrell. So Rod is a teenager and he grew up in a very dysfunctional home in Kentucky. Um, He was expelled from high school in the ninth grade. So that's pretty early to get to get expelled from somewhere. Um, So he was using both pot and acid by the time he was 14. Not that surprising. But then he went to cocaine and heroin. Oh. And so I love this. Like in one of the quotes from the place, like I was like, Rod would fly into absolute rages when he would intravenously inject cocaine and heroin simultaneously. Well, no shit. Yeah. That's just, you're going to, you're going to not, things are not going to be good. If, mm-hmm. if you're pounding Coke and heroin into your, like, doing a speedball, 
you know, AKA hell, you know, John Belushi died. Like not a good thing. Yeah. That doesn't, that, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of uppers and downers for your body to be processing all at once. I also don't understand. Like, I don't, it but it anyway, sounds like a terrible, I don't even know. Like I'm going to say, if you've done speed balls, call us and let us know how it, but please don't. Like, no, I don't want to know. You keep that to yourself. Don't tell anybody you've done a speed ball. Okay. Like nobody needs to know that. <sighs> uh, so um, he basically like his home, like I said, it was dysfunctional. So fucked up that even after he was after spoiler alert, he goes to jail. Um, but his mom actually gets arrested herself because she was writing um basically pouring letters to a 14 year old when she was Ooh. 34 after her son has been into jail. So, um, yeah, so not a good place for him to go. Uh, so while he was like getting into his drug world um, and there's nothing to do in Kentucky, like, I'm pretty sure from where he's at, there was absolutely nothing to do. And what if his friends apparently introduced him to the concept of vampirism? And he hmm. became obsessed with there was it used to be a role. I guess it probably still exists. Uh, there was a role playing game called Vampire the Masquerade, which was really popular for like amongst like it was like Magic the Gathering, but with vampires, I guess. Um, but just like one of those role playing card games. Okay. So, um, but he also just got really into it and decided that he was a five hundred year old vampire named Visago. Oh, yeah, with powers too. Um, and theoretically, that comes from a, a demon named Vasago, um, which is a German de- demon and in the Lesser Key of Solomon, which we've talked about here. Um, but somehow he became Vasago. So I don't know if he just got like a book that was misspelled or he just came up with this. Um, at this time, like his mom came home and he had carved an upside down cross in his chest with a razor because he was cool like that. Yeah, right. Hmm. Real fucking cool. Hmm. Uh, so then he decides that he wants to start recruiting other members into his family, which he dubbed the Vampire Clan. So in order to join this clan, you had to, of course, uh, drink Rod's blood. So he would cut his arm and then and to get in the thing that you would have to drink out of his fucking arm, which is just insanitary and gross. Uh, so he brought on three people, who uh, most of them who will be important in the story later. So Howard Scott Anderson, Charity Kesey, and Dana Cooper. And they all came from terrible places. Uh, their family sucked because they were in Kentucky. And not that you, if you're from Kentucky, your family sucked. But if you were a white trash background in Kentucky and you don't have anything to do, you're probably looking for trouble because you're a teenager and there's nothing to do. So what do you do? You join a vampire club and then you start hanging out at the quote unquote vampire hotel, which was an abandoned building just in the middle of fucking Kentucky. And they basically, you know, have vampire rituals and drink each other's blood. And I'm assuming do a lot of drugs because I mean, what else you're, yeah. yeah. So then uh, Rod's mom decides they're moving to Florida and they move to Eustis, Florida, which is in Lake County, Florida, 40 miles from Orlando, where I am. So this is like, this is timely. I'm here. This all happened near me. And so there he met a lovely, maybe not so lovely. He met a young lass named Heather and Heather Windorf and him fell in love. But then like a bitch, his mom moved him back to Kentucky. Oh, no. Rude. So he moves back to Kentucky, but he's staying in touch with Heather and they're sending letters. I don't know if they're eight. I am assuming there were some AOL chats that are going on because it's 1996. So I'm pretty sure some Ames Ames were being sent back and forth. There was a prodigy dial up coming up somewhere and they're talking to each other. Uh, 
So in these letters that Heather is sending sending to him, and she's 15, uh, she's basically telling him that her life is hell and she wishes her parents were dead. And so Rod Uh is like, I'm going to be the knight in shining armor and I'm going to save you. So in November of 1996, he takes the friends that I mentioned earlier, Anderson, Keith, and Cooper, and they get into uh, Anderson's car and they travel from Western Kentucky all the way down to Eustis, Florida. And they're going to pick up Heather so they can induct her into their cult. So she's going to suck Rod's blood. And Uh, so... And that's not all. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Um, They they do cross her over and so now the 15-year-old Heather is now part of the vampire club. And so Rod, who is 16 at this point, has decided they are going to break into Heather's house and they're going to steal her parents uh, for Explorer. Somehow along the way, uh, they just changed and we're going to go in and kill Heather's parents. So Rod broke, broke, they broke into the garage. He got a crowbar into the house. Her dad, Richard, was asleep on the couch. And before he even woke up, he basically beat him to death with a crowbar. Then his, her mom was in the shower, and this is just terrifying, right? I can't imagine like coming out of my shower to find this. Uh-huh. And uh, she was also basically beat to death with a crowbar. He later said that he was going to let her live, but she lunged at him with a hot cup of coffee, and he changed his mind and decided to kill her. But also, yeah, Naomi, like whatever you can do to get this fucking murder out of the house. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, she didn't make it. Then Heather's older sister, uh, Jennifer, this is also like just shitty things that you would not expect. She had snuck out of her house. And so she creeped back in and she was like, this is really easy. And she found her mom basically lying on the floor in a pool of blood. And then she realized that she had walked past her dad. And so, yeah, really terrifying. So the kids, um, you know, the vampire clan did take the, you know, they took the Bronco and they left Florida and they basically like fled that and went to, they basically ran out of money in Baton Rouge. And that's where Kesey calls her grandmother, who was always kind of helpful. And she was like, grandma, I need some money. And thankfully her grandmother was not insane and called the police. And so uh, the police set a trap for them. Her grandmother was like, oh, come here. I'll meet you. I'll give you money or something. And they all got arrested. Um huh. Oh, they also got, um, they got arrested at a Hojo's. <laughs> so she was like, go to this Howard Johnson. And so oh. they arrested them and they eventually got moved back to Florida. So they all go on trial. And of course, um, some of you may remember this. It was a pretty big trial because Rod Farrell looks like, like a wannabe psycho, whatever Dean called him, a wannabe psycho, vamp, goth, whatever. He looked terrible. He looked fucking insane. Goth psycho vampire wannabe. Yeah, Goth, that is that describes Rod Farrell to a T. Uh, he, he was convicted of uh, no, so Kesey, the one whose grandmother like basically got them in. Um, she was convicted of two counts of third degree murder, robbery with a gun or deadly weapon, and burglary armed with the weapons or explosives. And she got ten and a half years in prison. Uh, Cooper was convicted of the 
same charges, but he got a 17 and a half year sentence. Uh, they were got out of prison in 2006 and 2011. So Anderson, the, the third guy, he was convicted of felony murder and given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. But in 2016, when the Supreme Court said you can't be convicted of life without parole if you're a child uh, because he was so young, um, that got resentenced to uh, 40 years in prison with credit for time served. He tried to get that reduced. Uh, he was trying to get it down to 30 years, I think in mm. 2000. I want to say 18. Uh, don't quote me on that. It was not that long ago. Um, but they were like, no, nah, you can get 40 years. So he'll be released from prison in 2032. Uh, Rod uh, pleaded guilty to charges of first degree murder. Um, and he was also trying to get the other ones off of this and saying, you know, like they're all innocent. So Anderson was an accessory, but he only watched and touched them. But that's, of course, like the, that did not work well with the courts. And Rod was sentenced to death. And he would have, he was the youngest inmate on death row and it would have been a record of his sentence though, however, was commuted to life in prison without the possibility of parole in, in 2000. And they did try and get that actually switched out. And then everyone was like, no, no. Like they basically, they were like, this guy is fucking insane. And I forgot what the word is like, it, it, not incorrigible, but like, we cannot fix him. Like yeah. he does not need to go anywhere. Like he fucked up. You should stay in prison. And yeah, yeah. But it's also really sad. Like, and you think about this, he was 16, right? Like, so to be that fucked up at 16 years old, that like, what the fucking life did you have to get to this point? Like, that is fucking terrifying. But yeah, so the really, that was a very short version of them because I, like I said, I had plans to talk about food. <laughs> but yeah, instead, yeah. we got the vampire cult killer, which I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Yeah. So, ta da! That's it. Yeah. So you got your uh, goth psycho vampire wannabes. They only they're, to, only they murderer. But they did, they did seem to fit the description of like, what they were talking about. So. Absolutely. All right. So we have Jamie being chased by our very movie cliche yeah, vampire uh, and he uh, calls her mina yeah he calls her mina and he chases her into a dead end well, and I mean, it's like also at this point and it's gonna go later like okay well he, he chases her all right and they do really great lighting here like just like the close-ups on his face of like the the just on the like just light across the eyes like very um apropos for this film style that they were trying to mimic i thought i just want to point it out there you go yeah uh and so yeah he's talking about talking about being mina she's digging through her purse while he's going on this whole thing about how i've been watching you and i've got passion all this passion because you're the reincarnation of my beloved and i must have you and she fucking maces him <laughs> and runs go jamie yeah and his accent drops for a second and goes son of a um and then dean finds her as she's running away and so dracula calls her his bride and then gets in a big fist fight with Dean and he's pretty fucking strong and resilient Dracula is. Uh he kind of gets like the, the 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 drop on Dean a bit here and then Dean rips his fucking ear off. He does rip his fucking ear off, but also Dracula calls him Mr. Harker. Yeah, he calls him Mr. Harker, sorry. No, that's that out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, mm, come yeah. on Dean. Can't- okay, you're not there yet. Like how are you not here? What the what the fuck Dean? So- um but I've got a lot of you when he rips the ear off. Yeah, he rips the ear it's off. Real and gross. then the best getaway ever. <laughs> Jumps a fence that Dean can't jump and then drives away on a Vespa. 
just like dracula running off at a vespa amazing his like cape flowing behind him on a vespa fucking epic and then we have the intermission (laughs) i love the intermission for no fucking reason but cool yeah so sam meets dean at the beer hall with jamie and they are no longer drinking beer (laughs) no and dean's got the ear wrapped up in a towel and he makes sam touch it you uh and then touch it like, sam touch it touch it uh but it's the skin of a shapeshifter oh also, like, like sam are you just that from like with like what like so you can tell what a shape like what okay skin i mean they did see like they did have to handle the skin of that one before i don't know i, I guess so. okay like sure um all right and and the label on the ribbon that he tore off of dracula's neck also was the same costume shop that the sarcophagus came from. So now they know they got a shapeshifter that's got, that's fucking crazy. Yep, yep, he batched it, yep. So Jamie's like, are y'all like Mulder and Scully? Dean's like, no, X-Files is a TV show. This is real. Which one would be Mulder and which would be Scully? I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I'm gonna Sam. say Sam Sam is Scully. Yeah, Sam is Scully, Dean is Mulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dracula is fixating on Jamie and just wants her to be his bride. Mm-hmm. And um, they decide that their number one suspect here is Ed Brewer. Um, and Jamie's talking about how he just moved there and he's a movie projectionist. So Sam's like, oh, I'm going to go find him right now. You stay with Jamie and keep her safe. And so Dean's answering Jamie's questions pretty honestly about monsters. She's like, guess she figured out that he's not FBI and that he, they traipse across, across the country fighting monsters on their own, uh, on their own dime and giving up their life for this responsibility. And he's like, yeah, I used to think of it that way, but before and he drops off because he means before he went to hell. Um, hell! Yeah. And then uh, describes that, you know, that, you know, he had a very near death experience and he came to realize that he helps and saves a lot of people and it's pretty awesome and it's a gift and admission from God. Yep. So I think this is one of the things I want to talk about this because really there is, how is this episode driving the story, the overall season storyline forward? I so, and yeah. I, yeah. And I think this is one of the places that we get this is Dean is no longer, you know, so before he went to hell, there is very much, this was a burden. This is, you know, what I I am forced to do this. Like, why why Mm -hmm. am I in this cycle? And now it's like, oh, but also we have the angels come in, but I'm like, a gift from God, a mission from God, those things always scare me because that's how you get cults. So, but I, I thought this was kind of like, okay, this, this episode makes more sense now. Like, but we had to go through all right. of this to get here. And I, and I do think that they did need, a, and in some ways you also needed something, a, a twofold reason for this episode as well. Number one, remind people the fun of the monster of the week. Cause that's really what we kicked off the whole series with and kind of bring that back a little bit, I think was part of it. I also think that you needed a little bit of, not to say there aren't other funny parts of episodes and the episodes aren't entertaining and funny in some ways, but a li- episode that in general didn't take itself too terribly seriously because we've had some real fucking serious shit lately. Even if the episodes haven't been super serious, like the concepts around them. I mean, we had the Ruguru, but like, but we've had a lot of dealing with like 
the fucking world is ending because yeah. of, of demonic shit. And yeah. I mean, the Ruguru wasn't so much, but I think this one just, it, it was like, they feel like they do like kind of a serious monster, not serious, but a semi-serious monster. Cause that was real dark and kind of sad with the Ruguru. That was honestly. dark. Yeah. And like, as that, as was I enjoyed of, it. that was a lot of sad Sam shit. And, and it was this, also sad with the Ruguru and his wife and baby yeah. to be and all that. Like yeah. that was fucking depressing as hell. And that's nothing he had control over, you know? And then in this one, I think it was like, I don't know. I thought it was necessary, but I do think this profound moment where Sam, where Dean is really figuring out how he feels about what they do now and that change, even vocalizing the change in it. Yep. Yeah. There we go. And then, and then it all changes and she asks if it means he's like a monk when he's celibate and he's like, nah, so they start making out. Uh, I'm not celibate. Said. I like you. Yeah. I like Lucy's you, Jane. And so Lucy, Lucy's there getting a bottle of liquor and Jamie invites her to stay for a drink. Liquor, I barely know her. <laughs> then we have the coolest fucking scene ever. Because Sam's at the movie theater. And so the movie theater is playing Phantom of the Opera. That was another consideration for this. I did. I did think about talking. So Lon Chaney does apparently he used to haunt the Universal Studios lot in Hollywood, but then they tore that down. So I don't know if he's still haunting that backstage. Maybe he's just yeah. wandering around, like you know, uh, riding in Wizard Wizarding World, and then Lon Chaney's just like, Wee! like I, I'm on a Griffin. <laughs> <sighs> so as <laughs> Sam is entering the theater, we see the movie poster for one of the greatest monster movies ever made them Is i'm it? biased i'm biased <laughs> i won't lie but it's really good i mean it's really super fun sci-fi kind of monster film um yeah, if, if you haven't been following along on our podcast diana belongs in a car club named then after that movie <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm biased but it's a cool poster and there's a misfit song and all those good things so it's entertaining there we go yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for so, a second, I was like, they were playing a misfit song. No, just like there's a misfit <laughs> I was song like, God, I fucking miss no, it. Like the misfits. No. So it's just it's Phantom, Phantom of the Opera music playing. But yeah, so there's a them poster there. There's another them poster in the hallway and a Dracula poster. And Sam's got his pistol out and he sees a silhouette of somebody uh, playing the organ on the stage. It's he also he also like drops his magazine. And for a second, I was reading my notes and I was like, why did Sam have a magazine? <laughs> so Dra- Sam like drops the magazine out of his gun and then and he puts it right back, back in. That's stupid. What the fuck, Sam? Like, did, did you I'm think you were out of? Yeah. Sometimes I question people that work on TV shows in general, not just this show. Yeah. Okay. I'm whatever. Sorry. So yeah. So Sam does something stupid. stupid with his gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but-, but there's so there's a silhouette of someone playing at the organ, and then like. It's so fucking ridiculous. It's fucking Ed Brewer in his fucking underwear. Underwear. Like and all of a sudden he hits like the ca- and then he, but then he hits the Casio pre-recorded like button right there next to the organ and it starts playing like the little like like Bossa Nova. And he's like just having he's like, like the he best is having time a fucking blast. And yeah, it's just so weird. And uh Sam tries to pull his ear off. Make after he sneaks up on him, it doesn't work because uh, Ed Brewer is not the shapeshifter after all. He's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and Sam's like, it's supposed to come off. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a problem because we have misidentified the shapeshifter. Uh, could, uh, it, could it possibly be the person who awkwardly blots their lipstick all the time? 
I don't know why. I mean, that has nothing to do with it. But I mean, we still don't know why. Why are you bloody the lipstick? I don't know. It's very upsetting. So at the bar, Lucy's heard the whole story. Jamie's getting real fucked up. And then you realize that, like, it's got to be Lucy. So Dean and Lucy, or Dean and Jamie have been drugged, like, bad by Lucy now, wherever she fed them to drink. And so um, Dean tries to punch her. This Jamie passes well. out. Jamie passes out. Dean get, thinks he's going to be real tough and b- breaks a bottle on the edge of the table to go after Lucy and just passes out uh, or falls down. And you see him look up <laughs> to Lucy. He goes, and scene as she stomps <laughs> on his fucking face. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. He also, his face did not look like she stomped on it. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, so we're going to switch now to a laboratory. The laboratory. laboratory. I love laboratory. Mm-hmm. And Dean's and now Dean. in, dressed in his little Lederhosen and German boy Lederhosen. outfit. I also don't know why he put like no. Why did he? Why did the shapeshifter put Dean later? Makes no sense. <laughs> it makes all. no sense, but it's fantastic. I'm like, yeah. okay, Dean's a later Hosen. All right. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there was like something that was cut that explained why Dean was in later Hosen. But yeah. Or they just like to do silly shit sometimes, I feel, in this shit. Yeah, sometimes. So uh, he's strapped to a wooden slab and um, yeah. All and of Frankenstein. A, yeah. So it's, it's full a very, of Frankenstein. Yeah. So now we've got a Frankenstein scene. Um, and there's a painting that looks an awful lot like Lucy on the wall. And Dracula says, is this is Brian, number three from the first film. And I'm like, yes, the weird sisters. Like, oh, they're like, have always been my favorite part of Dracula films. And I don't actually know what they were in Bram. I think they were in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but they, these, the weird, the vampire brides, like, yeah. like in Buffy, they were fantastic. In Dracula, they're fantastic. Like, I love them so much. Like, and they never, like, I would love to have a whole series spinoff just about the vampire brides. Not vampire like, brides. that would be like the, like, hey, Netflix, yeah, take that one. Do vampire brides as a story. Go. All right. So he thinks that she didn't get the claim she deserved. So that's why as a shifter, he chose her form to stroll around in. And now, but now his bride is reborn. And uh, Dean calls him a pumpkin pie eyed, crazy son of a bitch. Mm. I don't know what that means. Uh, And laughs. Pumpkin pie eyed. I actually don't know what that means. See? He's like, all right. And he says that you're not really Dracula and asks about the mummy gets punched in the face. And he says, and Dracula says, I am all monsters and punched Dean again. Uh, and so it goes on. The Dracula character, the our shapeshifter, is now going to spiel about how life is messy and movies are grand and elegant. And I've chosen to be elegant. And Dean's like, uh, what are you doing to victims? That's not elegant. And what happens at the end of all the monster movies? So Dracula's like, no, in my movie, the monster wins and gets the girl and the hero gets electrocuted. And now he's standing by the big fucking electrical switch that uh-huh. the table that Dean's strapped to. This is not good. Not good for Dean. It's not good. Also, how did you build this? Like, where did this come from? Like, it's like, so I guess the prop house, I get that. Like, you can get the table from the prop house, but how did you hook this up to electricity? Like, did you bring an electrician in and like, hey, I would like yeah. to have this shit, the, huh? this like thing that I pulled down, go to this mm-hmm. table. And was the electrician like, cool. But then the doorbell rings and this is Dr. amazing. So we get the doorbell ringing and 
so Dracula walks out of his laboratory into like, like, it's just like a regular room in his house. And his house is like this super simple, super, like normal as fuck suburban house. And this is just this room done up like a lab laboratory. And it's that just cracked me up. So I also hard. like the fact that we're both saying laboratory. Obviously. Obviously. And the pizza guy is just like so unimpressed with Dracula. Like completely. I will point out also that this is played by Giacomo uh, Basato, who was a regular character on I Zombie. He was in Once Upon a Time. He was in Wayward Pines on a bunch of episodes. He was on X Files. Uh, he's on another episode of Supernatural later on. Did you uh, pull who Dracula was? Arrow, Fringe, Freddy Got Fingered, and um, Scary Movie. Yes, our, our Dracula is played by Todd um, Stashwick, who was. And the originals and heroes and a voice for courage, the cowardly dog. I was trying. Yeah. I also, I meant to IMDb him because I, maybe I know him from heroes, but I think he's also just a character actor. Like I he's know had, he's, played, uh, yeah. he's played single roles in a lot and a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some of his big things. Um, yeah, I will. And then, um, yeah. So our only other super notable one. I mean, obviously we have some great acting in this. I'm not knocking that. Jamie's played by Melinda Sward, who has been in a bunch of soaps. She was like an ongoing character on Days of Our Lives, Passions, and Bold and the Beautiful. Was she times. on? I mean, was she on any soap with Jensen Ackles? I didn't. Oh, we'll have to check to see if they had a past. So Jensen was he yeah. on my children Days of Our Lives? I always go back and forth on which one he was in. I don't remember. Sorry, guys. Uh, we then, suck sometimes. All yeah. right. So the pizza delivery guy. All and- right. The pizza delivery guy. And this just scene just cracks me up because the pizza guy, the pizza delivery guy is just like, what the fuck? I just like, I'm just want to deliver your goddamn pizza. And Dracula asks if there's garlic on the pizza. He's like, did you yeah. order garlic on the pizza? Is a, is a garlic on the pizza? But that accent comes from me. I, I, had, I don't know what my on the pizza. I can't do it now either. And, and then Dracula had a coupon because Dracula is a dick. You don't do that after the fact, but whatever. You let them know when you order that you yes. have a coupon. Oh, anyways, so we cut back. Sam shows up at the bar and he's leaving a voicemail for Dean. But then he realizes the bar is all fucked up and he sees the lipstick on the napkin, which takes him to Lucy. So maybe the lipstick on the napkin doesn't mean shit. He just thinks it's gross. She's leaving lipstick blots everywhere and figures out who it is because she left it behind there. Maybe it has nothing to yeah. do with this. But also now he's like, Lucy, and at least Sam has seen some fucking Dracula movies because like Dean like did not get that, she, that Jamie was called Mina. He was called Mr. Harker. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you could clearly you had to have at least seen one of the Draculas. I have, and I didn't catch them off the bat. I had to look that up. So give me a little pass. Okay, maybe I'm just a grass psycho vampire wannabe, but like come I on, like, like new vampires, Liz. You know that. But Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, come on, I've Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. I've seen it. It's amazing. We don't a writer. Keanu Reeves. I'm just gonna start naming actors. All, all the people in it. Just gonna, I'm gonna name the entire cast. Give me a minute. Um, no, I know. I love it. I just, I just didn't catch the the reference right off the bat. Uh, if somebody's screaming it at me and trying to kill me, I might notice more. I guess I don't know. But um, so Jamie is wakes up in in a, another creepy room, but this is a, a sto- another stone room that's not a laboratory. And Dracula really wants her to put on this satin gown and offers her a romantic pizza dinner. 
I mean, look, man, if you want to get me to put on, you want me to put on a fancy dress and eat pizza? Cool. I mean, <laughs> like, no, I'll right. eat pizza in a fancy dress. I'm not not upset about these things. Um, but yeah, Jamie is very upset and has figured out, obviously, no, that Dracula is Lucy and is upset about it, pretending to be her friend. And Dracula is mad. So uh sam has now found his way to this house which i don't really know how he knew where lucy lived they don't really say that but there you well, go it's where dracula lives not where lucy lives right oh guess so lucy is dracula god damn it yeah, uh, I, was like, I was like well i mean yes <laughs> yes it is fuck 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 okay. so, so. all right so i don't know how he gets there but he gets there and so we cut back to jamie's putting on the dress Dracula stops using the accent at this point for a minute. He's like, I don't want to scare you. Um, and that she's like, movies aren't real. And he's like, look, um, you know, tell some weird story about how as a kid, his dad called him a monster and tried to kill him with a shovel. And people have always feared and attacked him. So, yeah, and I think it's, so the lines here, I think are really interesting. If you take these in comparison to Sam. Right. And so we think about what Sam is struggling with and the mm-hmm. fact he loses the axes. And then you kind of feel a little bad for him. You don't feel too bad. Um, but he's just like real as having your dad call you monster. It's the first time you hear the word and he tries to beat you to death with a shovel. Everywhere I ran, everywhere I tried to hide, people found me, dragged me out and attacked me, called me freak, call me monster. The- and I found them the great monsters. And it was just like, and he goes into this, why we love them so much. Like they were feared, they were beautiful. And now I'm like them. But yeah. this is one of the supernatural use of the word freak and monster, mm-hmm. I think is an interesting kind of like play in that, that monologue. And yeah, but then Jamie's like, you're just a lovely little bitch. <laughs> Which is yeah. pretty much where yeah. she's going with it. But and but he's like, but now I've got you. And she's like, you're lonely because you kill people. Maybe he's and he's like, or, I, or do I kill people because I'm lonely? No. I was like, ooh, ooh. ooh. Like, I think this is self help talk. It's just like, yeah. do I kill people? Mon- monster self help. Yeah, monster self help book. There's going to be a seminar on this later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and then they hear a noise outside the room. So Jamie yells for Dean, and Dracula hits her real hard. Sam finds Dean and, and um, he's, he's like, that guy was about to Frankenstein me. Oh. Yeah, and then I'm glad my notes also have Frankenstein as a verb and like saves him from being Frankenstein. Uh, and Sam uh, calls Dean Hansel in his outfit. Hey there, Hansel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we have silver uh, blades because we know now. We know what this is. Yes. So, um, Dean Sam awkwardly tries to go kick down a wooden door. His foot just goes right through because it's a prop door. Yep, because all the shit is made of styrofoam and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty elaborate for someone's like two rooms in their house to be renovated. I'm just saying. So they find (laughs) like a Dracula home makeover. Uh, (laughs) Next HGTV show crossover with sci-fi. Well, I mean, there are actually, there are a number of gothic home, uh, home shows on YouTube. Uh, Volt- yeah. Voltaire has one. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's lots of good ones. So, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to that show. You know, I love the shit out of it. Um, yeah. But I probably uh, not use styrofoam. Probably not. Yeah. So there's a big fight. Uh, they find Dracula. There's a fight. Sam and Dean and uh, Dracula kind of gets the drop on them again, but then you hear two gunshots. <gasps> oh, also, when he uh, when they're fighting, Dracula calls him then Helsing. 
So oh, now yeah. we also Sam has a character to play in this too. And now he is Van Helsing. Uh, so we hear two gunshots. And Dracula says, silver. And you hear some very sad, spooky music. And Jamie's standing with Sam's pistol that he had dropped. So Dracula's beauty killed the beast. And we have Perhaps very- this is how the movie should end. Aww. And then uh, we have a very dramatic Dracula death. Um, Dracula is no more. As he sits down calmly in his chair and then dies. Yeah. Yeah, so shapeshifter Dracula's dead. Uh, we cut to um, Dean and Jamie totally making out the next day outside of the tavern. And um, can you imagine being Dean's brother? Because Sam is just awkwardly watching this, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, can you stop making out with another chick? What, what do I do? Like, what? I'm just like, you don't even like in 2008. You couldn't even really play on your phone that much. No, so it's like, what do you do?" Yeah, you're just yeah. like, uh, you know, look at my flip phone and maybe like take a picture of you making out. I don't know. Um, and yeah. then Dean says. Well, she thanks them for saving yeah. her life. And they were very appreciative of that because she remembered what Dean said about saving people. So she had to thank him for saving her life. That's why. I Yay. Like. Yeah. And then Dean says, who gets the girl? Monster gets the. Gang. <laughs> and then he gets even grosser. Then he get like yeah. he crosses the douche line. The douche meter just went bow, 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 bow. Yeah, meter off the charts. So he says, all in all, happy ending with a happy ending, no less. Gross, gross, bad deed, bad deed. And then they're talking, they're like, it'd be nice if maybe if, if life was as simple, it was mo- if life was movie simple. And Sam's like, yeah, if you could if Dean could pick any movie, I know what it would be to for to be for your life. And Dean's like, no way you can guess. No way, no way, no way. And Sam easily guesses Porky's too. And I do believe this was also Eric Kripke's. If he had to do a movie, he would be in Porky's. Porky's too. <laughs> do you I, even remember Porky's? I remember Porky's for sure. I don't know if I remember Porky's too. Yeah, I remember there was this movie that I was not allowed to watch that I snuck out, you know, like basically like watch them like without my parents knowing. And now I have a feeling I could never watch them because I'm pretty sure they were very rapey. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's, I mean, there's definitely some creepiness to it. I, I just can't say that Porky's 2 is something that I'm like super familiar with. I'm like, yeah, Porky's, duh. But Porky's too. Uh, I wonder the DVD yeah. rental downstairs says Porky's too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh-oh. I don't know if you want to go there. But I yeah. don't know. So it's weird. I was like, uh huh. Of course, that's his hair. But yeah, I thought this was a super fun episode. That's my that's my big summary. I think we've uh, you know hit that really hard, but I think it was super fun. Oh, I think it was well done. Uh, a fun fun tropes in it, and just it was a hoot. Was called a well, it was, and I think it was cool to bring in one of their lore monsters being a shapeshifter, but also translating into um, regular monsters, yeah, yeah, traditional movie monsters, familiar movie monsters. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's cool because they do weird stuff, not weird, but they they have their own show lore sometimes, so it was cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I got. Woohoo! All right, guys. Well, I think at this point, so I am not only battling daylight savings time, I am also battling the fact that I'm on East Coast time. So I'm 
real fucking tired. And unless you have anything else to add to this. Well, let me talk a little bit more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Let's dive into the theory behind. No, no. All right. No. Cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.